0: Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 43 of the Sunfire Tavern.
1: It's our podcast for games and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV, with me, Ollie, and my co-host Clark, discussing the hot topics from the week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and
0: Google Podcasts. And feel free to email us with your questions through at sunfiretavern at gmail.com.
1: Hey Clark, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good, how are
1: you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, just chilling, you know, so... Got, got, enjoying got, our days off. I'm yeah, wondering. enjoying our days off, yes, me and Clark both have days off today, so we're recording at the early hours instead of after work, so, uh, you know, it's, it's good, I've got myself a little iced coffee, I'm chilling, you know, thinking about what I got up to this week, desperately, as we're about to discuss what we did this week. <laughs> what about you, buddy? have good.
2: Well, that's the... you're on it today, aren't you? Oh, I'm very um, on it today. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a weird weekend. Like just us been a bit all over the place. Um, you know, I'm doing all stuff in my house and whatever, like trying to find a new place to live. Because mm. uh, I want to sell my, my place on the market right now, so that's all fun. Uh, playing a lot of video games this weekend, which is going to we're probably going to have quite a bit to talk about today, which is going to be very exciting. Excellent. It's Mainly going to be about the arrival of a beautiful new thing in my home, oh. which has got me very excited.
0: Is it? Does it look like an internet router?
2: No, it's a much, much bigger thing that looks like a big rectangle that sits on your wall, and it's a big black rectangle.
0: Oh, so you got the Xbox fridge?
1: Nice,
2: dude. No, I've got nice a 4K though. TV. Oh, oh, okay,
0: okay. And yeah.
1: it
2: is—it's—it's it's an awakening, that's for sure.
0: How 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 many inches is it?
2: Fifty-five. <laughs> oh,
0: that's a bigger—that's a big boy. Yeah.
2: It's. The, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just like, it's not on. I need to play on it. How it's like summoning me to play games.
0: How how clear is the picture? Like, can you see the sweat coming off of your video yep. game characters?
2: So, do you know about the soap opera um, effect?
0: Uh, is this the thing with where when you watch things at like a higher frame rate or something, and you go like, that looks really fucking weird, but then you get used yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's it's like when you watch soap operas at this super high frame rate, they don't look like soap operas anymore. They look like actors on a stage yeah, because it's so like it's so high definition mm-hmm. and you can see like the lines where their makeup uh, finishes like their necklines, it's so weird Yeah. and I'm just sitting there watching it just going well, Big Bang Theory is ruined forever not that it's great anyway but like, <laughs> the shows that I've been watching I've, I've been going back through and putting everything in 4K and I'm just like holy Christ that is high quality
0: yeah that, that's a lot that's a, that's a, lot, a lot of quality of K's. that's a lot of K's, 4 so to be K's. precise 4 yeah. of them but the real question is now, Clark, when are you going to get an 8K TV? Because you can oh. only go up from here, you know?
2: 8K is dead tech. Uh, dead no tech. is about 8K. Yeah. Not yet. I mean, so this is what I did with 4K is, is obviously 4K has been super expensive for so long. And suddenly, like the end of the last year, it started to dip in price. Mm. Um, I've, I've been, I picked a few TVs that I sort of just threw into my Amazon basket to watch the price go up and down on them. Yeah. And uh, excuse me, I'm going to yawn. Well, it's been the day I'm still yawning. Um, so, yeah, I've been I've been watching the price. I use this website called Camel Camel Camel. I don't know if you've heard of it. I think I've heard of it, yeah. Which... Uh, so, it, for those that don't know, it's a price monitoring website for Amazon that looks at when prices actually are on sale rather than when it says they're on sale. Mm. So, I put this TV in there, and the TV usually retails for about 600. Um, and it, it like dropped down to 500, then it went back to 600, then it dropped down to 490, then it went back up to 600. Then it had its biggest drop ever, which was like a 45% price drop. Mm. So, grabbed it straight away. Um, and it's nice like like I've spent sub 500 pounds on a 4k tv that like honestly is game changing so we could go into what we've been playing or watching this week but I'll give you a little a little preview I've, I've just been playing horizon zero dawn in 4k how that is it is, that is a that's that's an experience like that is a game that is designed for 4k and it, it plays very much like it, it's like I'm playing a different game. Because I played it... it on the PS4 when it was uh, on the PS4 standard at 30 frames. Yeah. This I'm playing at 60 frames in 4K, it's, it's a different Oh, game. God. That's a lot. Yeah, 60 frames. Yeah, the main... 60 FPS as well. Jesus. Yeah. Well, well, the, well, the main reason I'm doing it is because so I've sort of hit the perfect storm of combinations because I've got a PC that work have given me to work on, obviously, that The gaming. Something. Yeah, but, but the PC needs to be able to run the game. And obviously, because it's a new game, it's going to run at quite a high resolution. Yeah. Um, so it's got a good graphics card in there. It. It's got like a GeForce RTX 2070, I think it is. Nice. It came out last year. The card yeah. that came out last year. Um So I've plugged that in to run Horizon on it, and I'm just like, okay, this is gorgeous.
0: Yep. <laughs> it's beautiful. So i
2: and I'm just going through like all my games now and I'm trying them in four K. So, but we'll go into what we've been playing and watching and stuff, and I can tell you a bit more about it. But let's, uh, you can go ahead and do the uh, what we're talking about this week as well if you want to.
0: Uh oh yeah, the agenda. One sec. the one
2: that I have been working on it all week. Yeah, of so. course.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we that we definitely wrote uh, you know, throughout the week, um and not a few minutes ago. But uh, you know, so our agenda for the week this week is uh we've got the Kenna Bridge of Spirits and the Horizons uh Horizon Zero Dawn Two Delay Rumor. It's called Horizon Forbidden West, right? I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So we've got yes. the Forbidden West delay. Uh we've got the Fable Four trailer, um we've got the play date. Uh, and we've got um, yeah, well, uh, and then we've got the Google Doodle last week, which I saw people talking about, but also did not actually click on it because I was so busy. But um, I, I I've heard people talking about it and saying that like, it was actually like pretty fully featured, like it was pretty yep. cr- yeah pretty deep. And then we've got nostalgia bite, which we didn't get to last week, uh, which is to do with Napster, LimeWire, Morpheus, and DC++. So I guess uh, Clark, you've already been talking about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. What else you've been playing and watching?
2: So, I, I mean, the the 4K gaming has been kind of overtaking my week, but I have been playing a bit of Pokemon Unite, which now we're playing ranked in. Oh, in shit. There.
0: You're getting in there.
2: Yeah, we're getting in there, but the ranked is, is janky as hell. But have you been playing it at all? Did you try it out No, yet? I
0: haven't. It's still on my list of things to do, but it's something I might do just later today. So, so We're
2: starting to see the meta now. We're starting to understand what the meta is, because now we understand what some of the Pokemon can do. Okay. Um, The, the combat's interesting. Mm. there's a lot of um it it initially feels like you're just mashing buttons but there is some level of like skill yeah as well yes there is that element of pay to win yeah we've sort of gone past that now because we're at the point where our items are starting to match up with the pay to win items so they're sort of catching up that's good there's probably like a few percent difference which obviously is the difference between a a a killer not kill yeah but Whatever, like I mean, we're enjoying it, but it's it's a very limited game in the fact that there's only one map, apart from the quick play matches. Mm. Um, it, it is a bit boring.
0: It's free to play, right?
2: Uh huh.
0: Okay, I'll give it a download and might check it out later today.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's Switch only at the moment, but it's coming to mobile, I think, in the next few weeks. Uh, they haven't actually given, a, as far as I know, an official launch date for the mobile version of it yet. But the Switch version is good, and I am enjoying it, and it, it does look good on a big TV. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to be all I'm going to talk about this week is that big TV because it's like sitting behind me right now going, Clark, why, why are you not, but you're here, and you're not, you don't have me.
0: Use me, Clark, use me.
2: The, the other thing I've done as well is I've gone through all of the 4K uh, YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's like, one, one thing I love to do is put on like walking tours of, of cities. Mm. So like, there's a channel that, that a guy just puts a HD camera on his head and he walks around places like LA, uh, New York and stuff. And those are so amazing. Like It it really is like you're looking through a window. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh god, I live for that stuff. Oh man, that um, sounds great. But, but otherwise, what I've been playing this week? Uh, a bit of Overwatch, um, Death Store. Oh god. Oh Death yeah, Death Did Door. you get any chance to look into this yet? No,
0: <laughs> I was very busy last week, unfortunately.
2: It's potentially vying for my game of the year.
0: Yeah. Oh wow, really?
2: Yeah, I think it might end up getting a, a game of the year award of some description or, or something in that line. Damn. Um, it it's so good. Like. It just keeps delivering as well. Like mm. it's, it's a bit slow in places, and, and the, the the lack of a map is a bit frustrating at times, but otherwise, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Right? The combat keeps evolving, and it keeps getting better. The gameplay keeps evolving, and it just keeps challenging me. That sounds great, dude. Yeah. <laughs> We can edit them if you want. To. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Look, it's part, it's part, um, it's
0: part and parcel of the podcast now. I don't it's know insane. what it
2: is at the moment. Like I'm just yawning all the time. I think it's just because I'm doing a lot of stuff. Um, it's just because
0: you're having a chat with me, Clark. That's
1: all right. That's
2: exactly right. what it is. And, and the yeah. other thing, we played a bit of Tekken. Um, oh, really? Uh, wow. So yeah, we had an evening the other night. I had some mates over, and we played Tekken Seven, uh, Injustice Two, and Soul Calibur. Whatever the latest one is. Uh, um,
0: se- six or seven. I yeah, and we know. played that. Oh, five, no, it, well, uh, I need to check this. I think it's six. But maybe six.
2: Yeah, six, uh, yeah. Six, yeah. Uh, my friends were quite surprised at just how uh, different Tekken 7 is compared to what it used to be, because now it's all, like, very like Japanese anime characters. Yes. Like, all very, like, yes. those kind of
0: things. Yes, and very shiny. Um, Everyone's yeah, very shiny. I... I
2: I'd never noticed it before, and looked at it, and I was like, "Yeah, this brand really has changed."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's changed um, a lot since like Tekken Three. It, it got, a, yeah, it got a lot more fantastical rather than um, grounded, I guess. Yeah, so, um, but that's cool.
2: Yeah, good. And good then point. the the other thing, the the last thing uh, for this week is, for some reason, I know what the reason was, but um, I watched the Ghostbusters movie, the new one with the the female cast.
0: Yeah,
2: it's not a good movie.
0: Oh. Oh no!
2: It's <laughs> not a good movie oh. at all. Oh dear! It is terrible. It's 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 four women trying to point out that they're in like very strong empowered gender roles, while the entire time being putty to Chris Hemsworth. Like, and mm. it, it even ends with him being like the object of thirst. Oh like, boy! Which I just don't understand, like why they went in that direction. But but the, the whole movie is is just awful.
0: Is it just like a poor execution? Like obviously you know like i guess they're trying to do like gen like it's like a gender empowerment kind of thing but i guess yeah, just they're, like they're a, just very very, very forced i guess right yes. yeah it, wow.
2: it looks like someone pointed out um that, that you know that there's a lot of strong female ro- uh, roles missing in movies which was true at the time um and we need to we need to tick that box so it looks like a group of people just got together and ticked that box but didn't put any thought into it mm. they were just like here's four women being strong um but let's also put some like thirsty-looking men in there as well, because we need to be able to connect with this audience. And let's also make it so that they still need the help. And it's just like, what the hell are you trying to do here? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's so frustrating. I get... the, only, the only reason I watched it is because I went on Amazon Prime, and it's one of the 4K movies. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, did it look <laughs> good at I least? Like, I'll just watch it for five. Sorry?
0: Did it look good at least? As in, like, the visual effects yeah. and stuff like that? Oh,
2: well, I wouldn't say it was particularly incredible. I mean it looked lovely, but it wasn't anything better than anything else.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess you know the other thing, I mean with a pinch of salt, I mean I'm obviously uh I am not part of the target market for this, I suppose. No, no. Um Never mind, I don't. so you know, if people enjoy that film, that's great and all, but yeah. Um Actually, I don't think have I've you seen st-
2: it. Have you, did you see the trailer for the new one?
0: No, I haven't, no.
2: Oof. Now that has potential. Okay. But it's it's less being more about like one specific thing which which i do think this movie was created specifically with the idea of, of of empowering these gender roles which which is a good idea in in theory but they didn't do it very well in practice now what they've done with the new one is that it's kids this time okay but they've managed to somehow in the trailer capture the feeling of the original ghostbusters oh that's cool which is interesting. I would recommend you watch it, also. It's got the main character from Stranger Things in it, and a couple of other like younger actors now that are starting to to grow through movies and TV and whatever. Yeah. Well, is it like? F- checking that out. Who's
0: the guy from um, Stranger? Th- I've still not seen Stranger Things, but I know the act. Is it Finn Wolfhard? I, th- I think,
2: think his name is Finn. Yes. Yeah, Finn, Finn
0: Wolfhard. Yeah, because I've, cause I've um, seen him through some other YouTube channels and stuff like that, and he seemed like a really cool guy. But um, yeah, I never watched right. Stranger Things.
2: Stranger Thing. Let me just see if it's... Yeah, it is him, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, yeah, that's the name, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, that looks like it could be interesting. It looks like we might undo the damage that the the last Ghostbusters movie did to the franchise, mm. uh, which is a shame because it could have been a much better effort if it wasn't for the weirdness that took place in the movie. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, that's been my week of playing and watching. There's been other bits as well, but I think worth mentioning. Oh, Skyward Sword is the other one.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: But that game is ultimately getting very boring. Oh, no. I mean, it's, it's expected. It's the same game. It was. Yeah, I guess years ago.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: But yeah. How about you, Holly? What you've been playing and watching?
1: Oof. What have I been playing and watching? I've been slowly still going through Invincible. I've got like two more episodes left. It's pretty good. Oh, uh, what? I still have. I have. I. I have a feeling. I know where it's going and how it's going to end. Um. But it's still like entertaining, nonetheless. Uh. It's pretty good. Um. Gosh. What else have I been? Um. I mean, last week, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty busy and then just was, like, uh, going out a lot, so... uh, I think I just played, like, a bit of League of Legends and some Noja, and uh, still going through Noja. That game is, uh, it's speeding up a little bit, but it's still, like, you know, I'm at loop... God, what now, like, 78 or something like that? Uh, I did Google, I was like, how many loops does it take to finish this game, and it does sound like it's, like, between 120 to 150... So um, got, yeah, halfway through. Yeah, basically about halfway through. But it's really dependent on like some of the like because you need to
0: basically uh, learn about all the characters and trigger all the events in the game, like all the flags. And uh, it's pretty difficult to like suss out which ones uh, to, how to get a lot of them. Uh, there was a weird one that really happened, which happened recently, which was really cool. Where it was basically just like uh, you talk to a bunch of these characters at the beginning, and they're like they reveal that they're the bad guy to you, to you and your partner. And they're like, if you manage to, like, put me, like, basically vote me off, I'll reveal all this information to you. So it's basically just turned, like, it, it flips the kind of, like, werewolf on its head, where it's like this one, you know that this person is the werewolf, but you have to try and convince everyone else that they are werewolf. Uh, and they're, like, very good at avoiding the fact that they are the werewolf. Similar to Among Us, then. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's like, imagine playing Among Us, but, like, the, um... Imagine you knew who the imposter was, and the imposter told you that they're the imposter, and then like they were like the only way you can beat me is obviously you know you get me voted off by everyone else. But then like trying to convince everyone that they are the imposter is like actually kind of difficult because <laughs> uh, they're very good at like avoiding like dodging essentially and convincing other people that you are the imposter. Uh, so yeah, which was kind of interesting. It was a cool it was a cool dynamic um, to, for it to appear. Uh, what else have we been playing? Um, I guess, yeah, just because I've been traveling around a lot of mobile games. So, been playing, like, uh, you know, do you remember those, like, I don't know why, I feel like I'm kind of like an like a old man mobile gamer now these days. Uh, Did you ever play those, like, really early mobile games, like the blocks, like, sliding block puzzles? Yeah, very basic ones. Like, yeah. Free like candy. Yeah. Era. Yeah, basically, right. I was I just download I was like, oh I'm gonna be on the tube a bunch and I'm gonna be offline. So a lot of the other mobile games that I like normally play, like Merge Mansion and stuff, like I can't play that on the tube. So I was like, well I guess I'll just download a bunch of these old school like block puzzle games to play <laughs> while while travelling around underground. Um and that's been kind of you know, it's just like passing the time, like that's listening good. to a podcast, sliding some blocks around, you know. But yeah, it's been alright. Um, but yeah, I guess I haven't not I don't have anything super interesting in terms of like watching or playing but yeah it's been a quiet week yeah quiet week definitely for me definitely a quiet week so um, yeah we can uh, move on to uh, the first point of our agenda that you've got here. so we've got the um, bridge of spirits and the horizon uh, forbidden west uh, delay rumors. So did this has come up recently? Um,
2: yeah, in the last week or so, it's, I mean, it's it's to be expected. We all knew that twenty twenty one was going to be a bit of a janky year. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to see that they're being delayed.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like that. to me says that they're going to take a little bit more time to to kind of bake these games and make sure they're good. He a Bridges, Bridges, uh, bridge of spirit, sorry. Um, particularly is one that I'm looking forward to, and if it takes a little bit more time to get that right, then go ahead. Also, with my backlog being. Like offensively big right now. Yeah, gigantic. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't bother me that it's going to be another three to six months before that game comes out. It's been pushed back to 2022, uh, and then Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which is called Forbidden West. Um, that's rumored to be delayed until 2022, but the rumor is pretty strong. Like it's coming from a lot of internal sources. Um, and again, that says to me like that's going to give it more time to get baked in. I don't have a PS5, so I'm in no rush to get that game. And I think it is a PS5 exclusive yeah um am i writing that one is it uh PS2?
0: i think at the moment it's going to be a ps5 exclusive yeah uh actually is it i think it's i no, don't know PS5, if it's my ps4 it does
2: say PS5 oh there you go before. yeah oh that's good then you don't have to worry about getting a ps5 ever Good yeah <laughs> but I,
0: I i imagine it will come out on pc eventually as well Like kind of like how original for well that, that's how i'm present. playing it at the moment. Yeah.
2: Like. Honestly, when I when I, when I played Horizon Zero Dawn on PS4, I loved it. It was a great game. Really enjoyed it. But now that you put those two things side by side, which I have done, um, you, you put the PS4 version next to the PS5 4K version, and it is two different games. Yeah, uh, it's it is an experience that you. I don't think you can really describe because it, it's you're talking about frame rates and higher resolutions and blah blah blah. It, it just side by side, they are two different games, and. I can't believe the difference. Like I can't believe how sheltered I've been in my PS4 world. <laughs> Not to say that the PS4 has done a bad job because you've got games like Persona 5 which still look stunning on that console. Oh yeah, of course. Anything stylized,
0: um, right, is just still going to look like fantastic, yeah. so.
2: And, and even even some of the stuff like again like Horizon still looks stunning on PS4. Hmm. But when you compare it to what you can have it as like, which I could imagine is the same experience PS5 owners are getting, when you compare it to that you're like this is a big difference. Yeah. And and now, now that I've got 4K, I'm now thinking, okay, it's probably time to get my Xbox Series X. Um, I'm probably not going to get a PS5. I, I can't stand the fact that it's like 27 feet tall. Yeah. A big eye on the top of it that can see across all of... Uh, like all the Middle eye Earth. of Sauron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't like the fact that it can see Middle Earth and it, it might be watching me through wars and stuff. I don't like that. So, um, But yes, yeah, so, so those games fair. have been delayed. Um, yeah. I'm assuming you're hyped about Keener as well.
0: I mean it looks really good, but again, if it's a PS five I am not gonna lie to you, Clark. No, it's Any... epic. Oh it's epic. epic. Oh wait, it's epic? It
2: PS five and epic.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Um yeah, I mean it looked really good. Like when we were showing off the visu- when they were showing off the trailer, um in the Did they show it off in the Sony PlayStation
2: Did? Yeah, yeah. It was it so looked it was really a, you good. know, no, sorry Tallo, like, it was at E3. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was it E3.
0: Was... Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it looks really good. Like the visuals look for really re- look really good. The gameplay looked pretty solid as well. Um but yeah, I mean it it does obviously look like a game that's a little bit tailored towards if it's the game I'm thinking I think it's the game I'm thinking of. It looks like it's obviously like a tailored towards like um you know young kids kind of thing, you know, like a uh I don't know how how you would say it. Um you kind of like a Mario, right? You know, like like an accessible game for everybody. It seemed like. Are you,
2: uh, are you sure you're thinking of the same game? I think. Let me this Google This is it. one that looks a little bit like Zelda meets. Um... God, what was that game that's going to remake? A uh, 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 sequel. It's a Ubisoft game. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, Beyond so, Good and Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is the game I was thinking of? Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. So a it... Smaller version of those games.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe it's not. Oh, yeah, and it's got. And they had like the little black like creatures that kind of look yeah, like the. Um, there you go. The uh, yeah, yeah, the Nioh creatures. All like uh, the. Um, blah, blah, blah.
2: Ghibli, Ghibli, the, Ghibli the Ghibli things, yeah, the dust mites. We're on the same wavelength here. Yeah, we're on the same length, wavelength. Yeah, yeah.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it looks pretty really cool. Um, yeah, I'd totally be down to play that when it comes out. I didn't know it was coming out on PC. I thought it was a PS exclusive, but um, yeah, no, no
2: it's it's on the Epic Game Store as well.
0: Yeah, yeah I will. So I will definitely give that shot. Chart. You did also. This conversation has also reminded me that um, I did actually watch something over the weekend. Uh sorry, over the week um related to games that we can actually talk about which was the um annapurna interactive um Ooh. uh what's a showcase was this week um yeah. and they showed off some really cool looking indie games like as in, a, stuff i'm excited for
2: so they're a big tier publisher now like, oh I, yeah I, i'll be honest until like middle of last year i'd never even heard of annapurna like, mm. I'd, I'd know their games I just yeah. never heard the name Annapurna like it didn't mean anything to me, and now suddenly it's everywhere like yeah. everyone's talking about it because these games do look absolutely phenomenal oh um, yeah for sure what were your standouts from the from the show so
0: I'm really looking forward to neon white um which is by ben esposito uh he's the guy who made donut county um but the game basically looks like uh you what know was an
2: old guy that wrote that song like a few years ago
0: uh I forgot to say <laughs> what god damn it i wonder how many times he gets that dude but um (laughs) yeah yeah hopefully hopefully um but anyway yeah he um so the game looks really good it looks like basically a mishmash of everything i love uh like edgy edgy character designs and art styles like minimalistic art style it's a first person shooter that's also movement based and also puzzle based because you have limited uses of things so it's kind of got this like some retrying element to it, and it's like efficiency. Then it's also got like a visual novel element to it, which seems to have. So it's literally like a fever dream of all the kinds of genres that I really adore and love. Uh, so I'm very excited for that, um, and well, it looks it was great. It's called Neon White, wasn't it? Neon White. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You, I think you spoke about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah,
0: they showed off a, they showed off some. Uh, actually, stupid. Funny enough, in the uh, in like a Nintendo, in the Nintendo showcase, they showed it off or revealed it. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm I'm pretty excited for that game. Uh, I'm not it's, sure wh- when it comes out, it's but the,
2: it's the same publisher that does Solar Ash, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so Neo, Nio- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, that-
2: twelve minutes. Is that the one as
0: well? Yes, that's annapurna Yeah. So, like, any basically the reason I like annapurna is because they seem to take a lot of games or indie games which have like uh, a little bit. Either it's like you know, like some some kind of like story game or something that's like. Uh, you know, their game, they kind of have, like, their sort of, like, games with an impact, but also that they're, the games that they normally publish are, like, have a little bit more intre- like interesting, in like, core mechanics to them as well. You know, like, Solar Ash, Neon White. They're unusual. Yeah, yeah, unusual, right? You know, like, Outer Wilds is, is uh, Annapurna as well, which also, they know that Outer Wilds is so popular, so they basically held off on it until, like, the end, to show off the DLC at the end of the, um, uh presentation right so yeah those, those those you actually named uh the three things i'm really looking forward to but also 12 12 minutes as well is also up there so like neon white solar ash and uh the outer wilds dlc so oh.
2: there's one that i saw um called storyteller
0: oh yeah that was yes. like a really cool like, idea yeah
2: like, like so cool did, did you ever play scri- uh, scribble
0: no unfortunately i never played it but i mean i've watched so many videos of people playing it so- and like the concepts behind it are really cool like, yeah, and
2: this feels like an evolution of that. Like you, you, you've got your story, and the the kind of the panels in the in the story are filled, but you drop the characters in and and give them personalities and whatever. Yeah, that's the game that I'm talking about. It's all like drag and drop storylines. Just seemed interesting. It seemed like a bit of fun. Mm. Um, I'd be interested to see how that evolves. And they also they announced Stray as well, which was the cat in the cyberpunk universe thing. Mm. Uh, which has got everyone very very excited. Like people are very hyped about that one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, Stray. Yeah, yeah.
2: There was another one as well, and I can't remember the name of it, and I'm not sure if it was Annapurna or not. And it's a game where you're playing as a, a like a guy with a guitar, and it's sort of like a... Ah, uh, yeah. A, a platformer? Yeah, yeah, it's
0: a platformer. I forgot what it's called. It was the first game they showed off uh, in the presentation. Um,
2: I'm actually just now furiously trying to find the link, because I posted it in my WhatsApp chat yesterday with a group of friends. Yeah. And I'm just trying to find the name of the, the game now.
0: It looks extremely uh, uh, psychedelic. Our, our Artful Escape, yeah, 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 that's the one. And it is Anapurna, there it is. Yeah, yeah it's Anapurna, the, the, yeah,
2: yeah. The reason I posted it to a group of friends is because the main character looks like one of my friends. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> a game about you, and he's, like, really into music, and he's, he's like, a, a performer as well, so... Oh, there you it, go. It, it will probably speak to him, but I, I watched the gameplay demo of it, and I'll admit, it first started out, I was like, it's a bit boring. Mm. Then as soon as I saw the actual gameplay, I was like, holy shit, like, this is this is one of those Rayman music level style games, which I love, like, I, I live for those, those music levels, so... I'm probably going to enjoy this. I'm looking forward to this now. Yeah. So Annapurna are very, very quickly becoming everyone's new Blizzard. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, in terms of like the the, the indie darling. It's like
0: Annapurna and um, Devolver are the two yeah. sort of like indie publishers which are really taking storm, as in like you know taking the the sort of gaming well, I mean, scene by storm, I guess. Yeah.
2: Devolver are just smashing it on so many levels. Oh yeah, great. yeah. Uh, their E3 presentation continually just. It, it, it's the talking point of E3 afterwards mm. and that that's what I love about it but they've also got like Demon Throttle coming out they've got that Terra Nil game oh yeah um, oh, man. there's that Wizard with a Gun Wizard with a Gun to Inscription which I'm really looking forward to in fact now I'm actually <laughs> excuse me now I'm actually thinking of all their games there is so much stuff I'm looking forward to from Devolver. Yeah, man. I, and I that, that Tumble Time mobile game as well, if I remember. Is it called Tumble Time? Yeah, Devolver Tumble, Tumble Time. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm just interested to in see what that is. I'm
0: I'm, I'm super... Uh, you know what? This is, like, a really good... For me, at least, I feel like this is a good timeline for games. Or at least the way that I, would, I, I like where things are going, where it's kind of, like, more... Uh, Spotlight is being given to indie games, and like yep. in like smaller pu- smaller publishers and smaller developers in turn are being empowered. And people are picking up and being like, "Oh yeah, these are really cool, right?" And it's kind of like, whilst AAA games are great, and obviously you have your experiences there, it's like for me, these are the kinds of games that I really adore, and really like these are the ones that like kind of stay with me. So like for me, like you know, like for example, I'm re- I I was reading an article uh, interviewing Ben Esposito about uh you know Neon White. And his...
2: Oh, sang that song a few years ago. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Clark. Um,
0: and um, he was basically saying that, like, uh, he is talking about his inspirations and, you know, kind of being, like, God Hand and um, Romper and all these other things. And basically the, the headline title was, like, if this is your game, that, like, you know, like, if this is the game for you, then this is probably your favourite game. So I'm, like, very excited, because I'm, like, oh, there's a lot of things here which are appeal very appealing to me. So, um... Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to play that when it comes out. Will it be my favorite game? Let's see. But yeah, maybe I'll have to have a whole if it's if it is as good as 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 this as the developer seems to think it's so. Uh, which also very 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 um, I think it's cool when people are like confident about their game. Not like you know over like this is the best game ever kind of thing, but kind of just be like yeah, I think this is, this game is probably really niche, but like if you like this kind of game, it's probably for you kind of thing. It
2: definitely feels like these are all genuinely very good games. It's like yes. It's like... Fez. I would never say Fez is a game of the year but it's a genuinely great game and the same as Braid um, uh, Binding of Isaac and stuff, these are yeah. games that I would never give game of the year to but I would definitely give awards to like because they, they are solidly good games and mm-hmm. that's what I think all of Devolver's games tend to be, they're, they're good enough to pass some time, which is why like, I'm really surprised with this death store because I just want to keep playing more of it <laughs> um, it's, it's such a good game, like, I honestly can't sell it enough, it's so good yeah. It's so relaxing, and and now that the, so there's this other element to it as well, where there's like hidden weapons, and they're completely hidden. Like you you do not have to pick any of them up, but when you pick them up, they change the gameplay style oh. enough to make it feel unique and different every time you get a new weapon. That's cool. So I so I've just found like a, this might be a mild tiny spoiler if you care. No, I'll go for it. one of the hidden weapons, uh, it's Thor's hammer. Oh. And as you can imagine, like when you smash it on the ground, it shoots lightning out of it and stuff. And it does a bit more damage and its range is a little bit bigger than the sword. Um, but like the, the other part as well is right at the start of the game. So as soon as you step into the game, if you turn left instead of turning right, there's an umbrella. And what that is, is the game's hard mode. Oh. The umbrella operates in exactly the same way as the sword. It just does less damage.
0: Oh. Cool. So you
2: pick that up, and that's how you activate the game. So, but I, I love that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, that's um, that's always
0: cool. Yeah.
2: I think we might have talked about it before. In the uh, Destiny has this. So Destiny Two or Destiny One has this weird difficulty selector where um, you don't know that you're having the game's controls set for you. So you know how uh, a lot of people invert the look on the right yes. stick. Destiny does it automatically. But one of the first things it tells you to do in that game is to look up, and depending yeah. on how you look up on the controller, it sets... Your controls to that. Yeah. I've never seen that in a game before. Yep. Like, and I thought that was genius. Like it's smart design, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really smart uh, design. But yeah, so, I mean, we could talk forever about that, but the, the next up is the Fable 4 trailer.
0: Oh, yeah. So I haven't, honestly, I haven't had a chance to look at this, but, you know, we talked about it just before the podcast, and you said it wasn't really much.
2: No, it's a teaser. Okay. So it's, it's a fairy kind of flying around a, a sword handle, but it's got that Fable music that you, that you would recognize if you played Fable in the background. Yeah. Is it? This- uh, it's.
0: Go ahead. Is it the same one that they showed off for E3 or in the Microsoft I'm Showcase? Sure.
2: I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I, I remember there being a Fable trailer, but I, I don't think it was this. I think what this was was like an extension of that. Yeah. So Because the, the one I remember seeing was just the name. The, na- the name just pops up and it's like a green forest.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then this one is that, but then it, it zooms in on this little fairy flying around a... Um, like a, a, sword. a sword in the ground.
0: Yeah, I think I, think I remember I, I, that. I think
2: I recognised the sword, so I'm assuming it's the sword that the main character had in the first Fable game. Ooh, um, I, I forgot don't what I it was called. It, so yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, I've. I've
0: I mean, it, I've only played the first Fable game, but I remember there was a sword, and I remember at the end of the game you had the choice between like, do you want the sword or your family? Kind of thing. No,
2: no. The, the choices were um, bring your sister back to life, bring the dog back to life, or go alone.
0: I think that's Fable 2.
2: Is that Fable 2? Yeah, that's Fable
0: 2. In the first one, you can either choose between the sword, which was like the evil option, or you can... Something like... Yeah, I think it was like bring back a family member or something along those lines, uh, which was the hero route. Um, And you can do both. So, yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, but it was just a brief point just to point out that um, that's a thing. Like, it's on its way.
0: Yeah. That's cool, man. I mean, I mean, again, still haven't played Fable 2 or Fable 3, and I've talked to several people about... There was a thing at the end where if you didn't invest in real estate, uh, you basically didn't have enough money to defend your kingdom from whatever the overwhelming threat was. So you just auto-lose because at some point the game just, like, time skips just, like, really fast for no goddamn reason. So, um... Yeah, I'm and I remember just hearing like lots of my friends just complaining being like, well, if I'm not a dirty evil landlord, then um I guess I don't I don't get to win the game where my everybody dies. So uh, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's a
2: good uh, a good message to send to kids. Yeah, basically. Property. That's
0: it. Exactly. Thanks Peter, Molyneux. you. Um yeah. so yeah. Uh, um,
2: but yes, I mean that was Fable. Like it was just a brief thing I mentioned because it's something I'm going to be looking forward to for next year because I, I was a big fan of Fable hmm. back in the day because it was a really nice classic adventure. Um, but up next is the play date. You know what the play date. Is, if I say the play date,
0: I don't know what the play date is, <laughs> Clark. What is the play date?
2: <laughs> so it's this console that has been announced a year or so ago, and it's this little yellow like handheld thing that looks a bit like a Game Boy.
0: Oh, that thing! The thing with the crank.
2: Yeah, that's it—the crank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing
0: looks cool. It yeah, it does
2: look cool, and it's coming out. It's coming soon. Oh my god, yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting thing. Like, it's got its own little selection of games. Uh, the problem is though, is the price is like 130 pounds. Yeah, it's a lot. Which is a lot for what is essentially a little uh, games console that's going to play like NES style games. Mm-hmm. uh And it's coming out end of this year. So um, apparently, like early next year, late this year is is the the ship date for it. Yeah. Um. I still don't know what the crank is, though. Like, I don't know
0: what the crank does. I think it's just used for like different games. Like, you just I, I I saw one example where you turn the crank to like move your character like forward and backwards depending on whether you crank it like forward or back. Um, or at least that was in the promo video. So yeah, I'd be interested to see what developers have done with the crank. Um, I mean, I guess it's just kind of a novelty. They were just like, "Fuck it, just put a crank on it. Why not?" You know. But, um, yeah, I have a friend who's uh, pre-ordering it, and they seem to be very excited about it, so yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm actually just looking at the in action now, and yeah, it is in fact being used to like roll time forward and make the character move. Yeah. Um, That's weird.
0: It's a, it's a cool idea, right? But, it's got yeah. some
2: interesting game concepts as well, but the, the, the reason I pointed this one out is because the games very much remind me of early Devolver Digital games. Mm. And I think this might be one to keep an eye on, because it does feel like this might have some legs at some point. Yeah, for
0: sure, right? Um, like,
2: yeah, but that was just another thing that I pointed out Again, I knocked these minutes together Minutes before we started doing the yeah. podcast uh, the, the other one is one that you mentioned That you didn't get a chance to play but it's out there Is the Google Doodle from last week For the Olympics
0: Oh yeah, yeah. so tell me about it Because I, I still haven't got a chance to play it but, It's um, like a little RPG Wow, like, it, really?
2: It's got depth, it's got storyline Like There's the progression mechanics Um, It's got a good couple of hours of gameplay as well Like It's really deep
0: Damn like... For,
2: for a doodle, it's like it's like it's like effectively. old flash game, it's In it's Flash it's I old isn't it? It's yeah. is cool, so it's um, you... it? it's it it's like it's like it's uh, like it's 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 and it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like
0: it's
2: like a like a like it's like it's like it's like like it's like it's like it's like it's the it's like it's like it's was it's you it's like it's like it's like 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 it's like it's Really cool, and just a good example of, of a company that's evil and terrible doing something kind of cool. Like uh, I, I loved it. Like I really enjoyed it. I, I, I would. Just, you've got a lot of things to check out, but that's one of the ones for you to check out if you want to check it out.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely have. I'm, I'm, just, I'm looking at the Google Google Archive now, and it seems like it went across multiple days.
2: It did, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's like, like it unlocked cool. more as it went on as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, there's a lot here.
2: Like, yeah. There's also been some really interesting Google Doodles. Like, there was one for Halloween that I really liked. We got to like, hunt out pumpkins.
0: The, uh, there yeah, was, there's been loads. Did you ever play the Google Doodle with the cat where you're a wizard? And you have to like draw the symbols to no. like fight off the ghost. That was really good. Like, really, really, really
2: good. It's quite impressive, isn't it? Like sometimes they just bash this stuff out, and you can tell like it's a couple of board developers that have got a few days to just go. Yeah, well, this is this. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm sure they probably have like a rotating group who's just like, yeah. "Oh, it's your turn to do the Google Doodle for this thing," and they're, like, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." It's like their hack day kind of thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. That's what I was getting at. is hack. I don't know how well known hack days are outside of the industry. Like, yeah. Are they actually a thing, or are they like... Uh, a in,
0: like, tech companies and stuff, they're, they're a common thing, like a hack day. A hack, for people who don't know, a hack day is kind of like a day where you kind of get to do, um, like, work on something that's not really related to your job, or, like you know, tangentially related to it. So it's like, you know, you have a week, like, in game studios, for example, they'll have, like, hack days or hack weeks or game jams, where they'll spend, like, a week like just prototyping a random game you know, kind of thing. Or, like, exploring some kind of tech, or working on something that's, like, kind of related to your job and the company, but not really, like, it's not, like, your usual day-to-day kind of thing. It, uh, which it
2: causes cool. you to start thinking a little bit more outside the box. Yeah. Uh, nine times out of ten, a hack day will result in something that gets implemented into the game that you're working on. Because you'll come up with a feature or a concept or something and you'll be like, oh, hang on, this might be something. Yeah, it's
0: like a really good opportunity for like developers and people who with the, with the skills or, you know, like even creative people to pitch ideas to like, um, try out something that would normally not be like, you know, it's like risky things. You kind of just go like, oh, you know what? What if we took uh, this match three puzzle game and we added competitive multiplayer to it, for example, kind Or of we
2: added like uh, if we took this really cute pet-related game and made all the pets eat each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah You yeah. know, imagine if they did something like that. That'd be really weird.
0: Yeah, it? that would be really weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah that would be strange. Um, anyway. <laughs> um... But yeah, but yeah.
2: So, so, that's that's that. That's uh, the Google Doodle last week. But then I guess because we missed it last week because we didn't have time, we could probably do the nostalgia bite section, which is uh, Napster, LimeWire, Morpheus, and DC++. Do these do these words mean anything to you, Ollie?
0: Uh, I know about Napster and LimeWire. I have no idea what Morpheus and DC++ are. <laughs>
2: So going back to my youth, so we'll go back. Yeah, that guy from E3, what's his name? The the super energetic guy. Oh, Mr. Um, Coffee or something. Mr. Coffee. Okay, we're back. Oh we're We're back. It's 1996. Yeah, or 97 or 98. I don't know what the year is. Like it's somewhere at the end of the 90s. Um, we've just got the internet in our houses, um, and I'm on the computer with a giant CRT screen that's probably bigger than my living room. Um, not bigger than my living room, bigger than my sofa maybe. Um, and I want to get hold of some. Music. So I jump onto what at the time was a program called Napster, which is where you jump on, download an MP3. It takes about an hour to download because your internet was terrible, uh, and you get an MP3 illegally for free.
0: Yeah.
2: And this kind of started a whole world of like, um, like obtaining uh, MP3s, video files, and particularly games for free. Yeah, through yeah. I'm saying free. It was illegally. It was pirated. Yeah.
0: It was basically like uh, I don't know, like. So I know LimeWire-, LimeWire was essentially just like a file sharing service, right? It wasn't actually like a um, it wasn't torrenting, was it? I don't know if the tech it was, behind I think, it was torrenting. I
2: think it was all torrenting, or of some description. Okay, It was all yeah. like variants of torrenting. Right, um, okay, yeah. Napster came first and then LimeWire came as like a follow-on to Napster. Uh, yeah. Like, if you didn't want to use Napster, there was LimeWire. You know, if you didn't want to eat Margarina's butter effectively that yeah cuz Na- um, napster
0: was originally music right it was music like sharing music, music files music. related right and then and then obviously there was all the weird controversy and like you know copyright and people were like uh you probably shouldn't share uh uncopyright you know copyrighted music on the on this service uh but people did anyway well, and then you know
2: it, it was also before like youtube and stuff so yeah. Copywriting and 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 strikes and stuff wasn't really a thing yeah it was harder it, it, to track it, it, down right well it was a lawless wasteland like yeah it was a lawless frontier, actually. Like We were out there doing stuff because there wasn't really any rules against it. Yep. It was illegal, but there was no way of tracking it or seeing what was going on, so everyone did it. Yeah. Um, but obviously these things got um, got picked up by the law, and then they got uh, restricted and stuff. They, they still operate now in various forms, but they're just more difficult to get hold of. And then there was yeah. Morpheus DC+. plus. Oh, yeah I remember
0: Limewire because my I never used it personally, but my brother did and because I was the tech guy in the family, he would use LimeWire, or my sister would use LimeWire, uh download various things, and then um just get fill the computer with viruses, basically. And it was up to like me and my dad to basically just like disinfect all all of the home PCs. Uh which was a lot of fun. But I mean that was kinda of like the ninety like the early noughties and nineties, right? Of just like yeah, computer that, that was management. Yeah. But then
2: oh. there was also DC++, which was a, a, a similar sort of idea, but a very different way of doing it. Mm. And This is something that was very co- popular in university campuses. So it would effectively connect you to every other PC in the university via like file sharing. Yeah, and 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 the the, the difference was is within universities, your network speed would be a thousand times as it was as a, like, yes as the internet. So you'd have like megabytes downloading in half a second. Yeah. So this is where stuff started to spread out really quickly. Like like we were sharing full DVDs and stuff because back then we had DVDs and that was it. Um, and and stuff was like 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 you could you could click a D- DVD and it'd be downloaded in a couple of seconds. Yeah. Because you're getting it from some other random dude's PC, and all it took was for one person to come in with like a hundred terabytes of whatever of, of pirated software, and suddenly it was all over the, the campus. Yeah. And then it would flood into other campuses and whatever. It was like a like a viral effect. Like it would spread and spread and spread and just keep duplicating. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was the whole thing at the time, and no one really knew if it was illegal or not because these things were like legitimately available inside universities. Like you, you, would plug your PC in when you got into your dorm room, and one of the options would be install DC Plus. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'll get that, and and you would literally then have access to everyone else's computer. Oh my god, <laughs> it was great. But we had this one video, and it was a it was an impression of one of my one of my roommates at the time doing an impression of uh, Chewbacca from Star Wars. Yep. And pe- people knew this guy at university and never met him because of that video. Because well, it, it, like, it got shared around? Yeah, because it was everywhere. Everyone had that video on their computer to the point where it became like a rule. Oh like my Everyone God. had to have this video. But th- this was again uh, b- b- before like uh, social media and stuff, before viral marketing and all that kind of stuff came out. So this to me was one of the earliest examples I could think of as a- of a viral video. <laughs> oh in such God. a close space obviously because it was just within... The confines of university, but yeah, it was funny because people would be like, "I know you, I know you," and it's like, by any chance have you ever heard and do a Chewbacca impression? They're like, "That's him, that's him." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. Uh, but but that that was the thing. I don't know if if you ever came across like these kind of things in your youth. Like, the Napster-y, limewire kind of things.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to use, like, I mean, so, my brother used, like, LimeWire and Napster and stuff like that. When I was, uh, sort of, like, young teens, I used to use, uh, like, torrent clients, like BitTorrent and UTorrent to, t- uh, torrent anime and, uh, games and stuff like that. Um, and then you, you know, you use sites like Pirate Bay and, uh, Nial Torrents and Tokyo Tokushan, whatever it's called, to, uh, get my anime and stuff. Um, but, uh,
2: of course, now there's Crunchyroll for everything. Yeah, no,
0: this is it. This was before there was like it was easily accessible. Like there were services and stuff. You know, like now if yeah. you want to watch anime, you, know, you can probably find it on like Crunchyroll or like whatever random kiss anime, like which, you, like illegal site kind of thing. But before then, I think is, sorry, go on. I
2: think is is a good point about all this because I don't think people commit piracy because they're like, yeah, I'm not going to pay for this. It's just because it's convenient. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's definitely convenience, right? Yeah. Like,
2: and like, like when you make these services convenient, you'll pull people away from piracy. Like, when Netflix came out, suddenly everyone was on Netflix. Yeah. It's just easier that way. But now, there's a billion streaming services out there. I would say that things are starting to move back toward piracy again. Yeah, exactly, right? Because things are inconvenient. It's just less complex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like It's, it's basically... Every, every, basically, everybody wants one place to get everything, right? And, like, if you can get everything in Netflix, then everyone will use Netflix and happily pay for it. But as soon as that changes, now everybody goes like, okay, well, I mean piracy i can literally get everything in piracy so you know on pirate on um, you know by pirating right but i guess as they add more walls into like that thing because i know there's things like popcorn time right where you can stream movies and stuff i've never used it personally but i know that um that's kind of like the modern version of this stuff but yeah um It's interesting, isn't it? Like, seeing how, like, you know, once you... And, you know, for example, before Steam, you would just download games on the internet because it was easy to pirate them, but now everything's on Steam or Epic Games, so it's like, you know, oh, we don't need to... Yeah, Yeah, we don't have to pirate anymore, and it's legal, and you can support developers, which is good, right? Obviously, there are still going to be people who do pirate for different reasons, which is not just inconvenience, you know, like being like, oh, well, sadly, I do not have the disposable income to enjoy this thing, but I would like to enjoy it, and that's, you know, I think that's fine, right, you know, at the end of the day, as long as, like, when you do, if you, at some point you do have the disposable income in order to, like, support the creators and blah, 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 we've gone over this before, but yeah, like, um, yeah, it was kind of cool, right, just, like, old-school internet stuff, you know, like, just the web and just sharing files and things like that, it was, yeah, like you said, it was very much more like the Wild West, I kind of miss it, you know, there was a lot more mystery on the internet.
2: But that—I mean—that—that that was years ago. And again, that's why we call this nostalgia Bite, so we can look back and go, "Oh,
0: yeah. that was life back
2: then." It wasn't a lot was of it,
0: it was good. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I mean, that—that's everything we've got this week, I guess. So, do you want to close this up, Polly Yeah. Anything else you want to, you want to bring up? No, no, movie? no. I
0: think I think we think we can uh, have a short one today. So, um, well thanks everybody for listening. This has been uh, episode. Uh, what's forty-three? Of the Sunfire Tavern podcast.
2: Three.
0: Yeah. Yeah, forty-three. Um, if you'd like to. Send us an email. You can email us at sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. But yeah, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Clark, you got any closing comments?
2: No, all good this week.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week.
2: Yeah, take care. Bye bye.
0: Bye, guys.